Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another special edition of the Four-Year Scenes Fire American Soccer Show. As uh, in the first match for the United States men's national team in the CONCACAF Nations League, the United States defeating and taking out Grenada by a final of five goals to nil. And what a match this was for Jesus Ferreira. Now, obviously, the opponent is not ideal when you're looking for a number nine or at least a center forward that can go out and do some damage against a quality opposition uh, with Grenada out there. But once again, you need this type of game to see what these players can do and how well they can react and adapt. Once again, Grenada is not an ideal opponent, but once again, you can only play against those that are in front of you. And as I've said, you've got to go out and you've got to destroy these lower level national teams within CONCACAF. We all know that the Caribbean, the majority of them are not strong. They barely either have a league or they barely have players playing across the Atlantic. So, for these players, and you never know, you know, they could come to MLS, they could go to England, they could go wherever they want to go if they get discovered, and then they can just get a free transfer to go to wherever, whichever club they're going to go to. And I think the best way of looking at it was Eloy Room, the national team goalkeeper for Curaçao, where the Columbus crew saw him perform in the Gold Cup, and they brought him over to be their goalkeeper, their starting goalkeeper, and he has taken it over. So that is probably one of the better stories coming from the Caribbean and getting an opportunity to play in Major League Soccer, at least some of the top leagues within the region of CONCACAF. But I have to say this. Even though it took 43 minutes in the first half to finally get that opening goal, this USA side was still dominant. They were dominant on the attack. They were making some quality passes. Yeah, You have to really give credit to the goalkeeper of Grenada in um, Jason Belfon, who found a way to keep the ball out of the back of the net challenging shots, challenging attackers, finding ways to go out and keeping the ball out of the net until Jesus Ferreira finally buried one into the back of the net in the 43rd minute. And then from that point on, it was all hands on deck and Jesus Ferreira like shot out of a cannon scoring four goals in this match. He gets his second goal in the 54th minute, his hat trick in the 56th. Of course, he'll get his fourth 
goal of the match in the 78th. And then you had Paul Ariola converting his chance in the 63rd minute. What you are seeing right now are these players that Greg Berhalter and U.S. Soccer are trying to bleed in in a match like this. One day, these kids are going to be able to play against some of the top-tier national teams in the world, like Argentina, like Brazil, like Germany, and so on and so on. But they really need to play these games to gain some form of confidence. That's the most important thing. They must gain some form of confidence to go out there and answer a couple of questions. Are those questions fully answered? It's going to be half yes and half no. Once again, half yes because Jesus Ferreira is fighting to be the starting center forward for this national team. Half no, once again, the quality of the opponent coming from the CONCACAF Nations League, and that is Grenada. This is a game. They had to score multiple goals. They did so, and they found a way to do it. And it was a one-man wrecking crew in Jesus Ferreira. But let's not also forget what we saw out there from other players, especially Luca De La Torre. Magic with his feet on the ball, able to find solid passes. He was able to cut through the Grenadian defense and found an open man. Of course, one of them was Jesus Ferreira. And he was definitely looking solid in that, and he looked strong. Aaron, Brendan Aronson comes in as a substitute for De La Torre. And, you know, he basically just, you know, leads off and continues on the work. And what a move he made. What a move he made on the defender. Actually, it was on Belfon, the goalkeeper, because the keeper came off his line trying to find... Aronson and to take the ball away but Aronson sharp as a knife makes that nice little quick pass to Jesus Ferreira and all he has to do is just tap it in for that fourth goal in the 78th minute that is how dangerous Brendan Aronson is the brand new Leeds United man going to be with Jesse Marsh in the English Premier League leaving Red Bull Salzburg and Aronson looked strong. Aronson looked dominant when he subbed in. Definitely will be starting against El Salvador Tuesday night down at the Estadio Cruz Castellan. And Luca De La Torre, of course, making solid passes once again, especially for Paul Ariola. Nice diagonal pass. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> nice diagonal pass to Paul Ariola right on a platter, and all he had to do is just tap it in, beat Spelfon for the goal, and that made it 4-0 at the time. And the United States walks out of this one, victors. And as of right now, in Group D, in League A, El Salvador right now four points with a win and a draw. The United States in second place with this victory over Grenada. And then, of course, Grenada now with this loss, which means they're going to finish last in this three-man group. They only have one match left, and that's hosting the United States down in Grenada. And you can already pencil them in. Grenada, 
to go to the Gold Cup qualifiers, and when the dates will be announced or when the, that tournament will be announced, they are going to move on and be over there. And we already know uh, United States and El Salvador will now officially go into the Gold Cup proper for next summer Nations League championship matches in the semifinals and the championship final. And so the United States so far off to a solid start defending their Nations League championship and uh, their title. And they're going to go and see what's going to happen over there uh, when uh, and basically we'll see what's going to happen uh, next year because they still have to play matches in March. And once again, they got to go down on Tuesday night to the Estadio Cus Castellan uh, to get at least some form of points. And then, of course, on the road at Grenada in March, as well as at home against El Salvador. And we'll see what happens. And, you know, the big question I'll have, and we'll get more into that a little bit later with El Salvador to preview that match. But I wonder how the crowd will be uh, down at the Estadio Cus Castellan. Uh, You know, will it be a full stadium or will it be... Uh, semi-full. We'll have to wait and see what will happen there. But once again, uh, we'll just have to wait and see what the situation is going to be. And so far, um, in League A, when you go to the Group A, at the moment, Jamaica leading the group four points in first place. Suriname with a point on a draw against Jamaica when they hosted them. Um, You know, Two matches already have been played with both nations facing against each other. Mexico will be next, and they're going to host Suriname first. So, you know, Suriname with an opportunity in front of them to go to the Estadio Azteca and attempt to steal some points against Mexico. So we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen there. And then, of course, Jamaica will host Mexico at the office in Kingston, and that should be an interesting one. All at two matches each. Panama right now, all two victories for six points. Costa Rica, uh, a win and a loss, three points. And for Martinique, um, they already have two losses in this one. They've lost uh, at Costa Rica and lost at Panama. So for Martinique, they're already in a hole. Uh, Still have two matches remaining because... Right now, Costa Rica is off for World Cup qualifying, and uh, we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen there when it comes to World Cup qualifying, uh, as they're going to believe take on New Zealand. And maybe it looks like they will go to the World Cup. We'll have to wait and see. Um, New Zealand, of course, can be a tricky side. They're going to probably try and find a way to go out and defend and try and sneak in a goal, but we'll have to wait and see what will happen there. Um, Matt Turner, and yes, jokes aside, he did not get frostbite uh, in this one being in Austin. But still, though, uh, you have to say that um, you really didn't do much in this one, and that's what you expected. One-way traffic, basically, for the United States. They went to, you know, they they went to do a job and they've uh, they successfully did it and they went out and found a way to get the three 
points and to dominate Grenada. So as of right now, it's looking pretty good for the U.S. They have three matches remaining, obviously, in El Salvador on Tuesday. And then they'll finish off Group A, excuse me, Group D, uh, with a road trip to Grenada and a home match against El Salvador in March of 2023. So one more match for the U.S. in their group stage games, and then we'll see what happens in March of next year. Um, You know, League B, if I can go ahead and take a look at uh, the rest of these other leagues in League B, Group A, Cuba right now tied on points with Guadeloupe and right now ahead on the differential by a plus three for Cuba. You know, Guadeloupe, that's one of those uh, small Caribbean nations that plays like they're a big team. And right now, in three matches played, they both have two wins and a, and a, a loss, both with six points each. But it's the plus three ahead of Guadeloupe that Cuba leads Group A, Antigua and Barbuda right now. Um, also, actually, three-way tie for six points. And at the moment, Barbados um, at the bottom of Group A in League B. And uh, it looks like they're going to be relegated to League C going into Group B. Now in League B, you've got uh, Guyana with six points, Haiti in second place with four, Bermuda in third place with one, and Montserrat right now uh, with nothing. And these next games will be tomorrow as Guyana and Haiti. Guyana will be hosting Haiti, Montserrat hosting Bermuda uh, for tomorrow. And that should be a lot of fun. And then in Group C of League B, Nicaragua right now undefeated, two wins and a draw for seven points. Trinidad Tobago, Amazing. They found ways to win in this. It's a miracle. Uh, Two wins and a loss for six points. Bahamas in third place right now with a win draw and a loss for four. And St. Vincent and Grenadines right now with only a point with a draw and two losses. And then, of course, Group D, French Guyana leading with seven points. Dominican Republic in second place tied with Guatemala for four points with a win draw and a loss, but a plus one for Dominican Republic and Guatemala, even on differential Belize, uh, looking to be relegated uh, at the moment. Two draws and a loss for two points, but there's still plenty of matches left in League B and League C. The only Group A with the four nations in one group, Bonaire right now and U.S. Virgin Islands, a surprise. They're both tied for four points each. St. Martin with two draws in third, and Turks and Caicos, with two losses right now. So they're in dead last with a minus four on the differential. And we'll see what happens there in the three teams. Now the rest of the groups, group B, C, and D are three teams only. Aruba leading with four points in first place in group B of League C. St. Kitts and Nevis with three points in second. St. Martin with a point at the moment, dead last. So uh, still some time for someone to get that Gold Cup qualifying spot at the top of Group B in League C. Group C in League C, St. Lucia right now only um, playing one match as they win 1-0, three points. Anguilla, Dominica, or Dominique, Dominica, I believe it's pronounced, uh, 
both with two points each. But Dominica has played already three games, so we'll see what happens um, with them going down. One more match in June. St. Louis will be hosting Anguilla, and then uh, Dominica will play, and the last two matches will be uh, in March. Group D in League C, Puerto Rico right now with three points, leading the group, British Virgin Islands and Cayman Islands, both with draws against each other. But Cayman Islands has, uh, they played Puerto Rico and got blitzed 3-0 today. And so that means for Cayman Islands, uh, they have two points and they have one match remaining. Meanwhile, British Virgin Islands has two matches remaining. Puerto Rico still has to play three more games, and that'll be it. So basically, um, that is what we're seeing right now in the group stages for this CONCACAF Nations League 2022-23 edition. And it's a lot of fun to see what's happening there. So once again for the United States, one-way traffic. I think they played excellent. They knew that their opponent was not strong enough. Once again, you can only play the teams that are in front of you. And they did the job. And Jesus Ferreira scoring four goals. I put this out on Twitter. Not knowing, I, I, and I'm being honest, outside of hat tricks, I, I don't know who is the leading or who is the, the top U.S. men's national team player to score more than a hat trick in international competition. I don't know who has that record. I have to look it up. But Jesus Ferreira with four goals was impressive. It really was. Because this is a guy who is fighting for that center forward position, that number nine, to smack it into the back of the net. And you need to know that he is game. And he's going to have to show it against tougher and stiffer competition. And that means if he's going to make the World Cup roster for Greg Berhalter, these are the games that you're going to have to do it in. And so far... It doesn't hurt, and once again, you know, the opponent, not bad. But I think Jesus Ferreira has put himself into a positive position right now to make this World Cup roster. But we'll have to see what Greg Berhalter is going to do and, and, what, and what could be out there. There's still plenty of talent out there, all depending on where they're going to play, obviously. I know that's the big, big question mark. Is he coming from MLS or is he coming from Europe, playing abroad? who should be on this national team for this World Cup coming in November around the Thanksgiving holiday season here in the States. So that's the big question mark. We'll have to wait and see what will happen. But as of right now for the United States, for the United States, this is a huge, huge victory for players that are looking to cement their spots for this World Cup coming in Qatar this coming November. It was important to score those goals. It was important to look dangerous. It was important to look solid. And I think Jesus Ferreira has done that. I think Brendan Arrington is an automatic uh, spot on the roster. Luca De La Torre looked solid. But I don't know if his time is ready for this coming World Cup. We'll find out. 
when the United States, along with Canada and Mexico, will host 2026. Once again, I'm not doubting De- Luca De La Torre's talents. I'm just saying that maybe Greg Berhalter might not put him on the roster. This is his call. Do I think he has the ability to go out there and do something wonderful? Yes, but we don't know how he'll be able to handle these bigger, stronger national teams down the road. And once again, the United States finally has their group in B, their opponents, all all three of them, including themselves, as four. We have Wales, England, and Iran. And as we all know, Wales is already thinking the United States will be a beatable opponent. Now, let me just say this quickly about Wales. They have a strong group. There might be a couple of players that are on the downfall, but... Still, though, the Welsh are a strong group, and you cannot take them lightly. And hopefully, Wales will take the U.S. lightly, as they will be facing a hungry young team. What the U.S. can do, and hopefully get a point out of it, or three points. I know we always say you got to get the three points, but I think if, if they can get a point off of Wales, I think that would be a victory within itself, and then the Welsh will be very disappointed that they have to give up and drop two points. But we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen. England is England. Overconfident. And we'll see what happens in that match. But England could also turn it on. But we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen when we get to the World Cup. And of course, on a personal note for me, revenge on Iran for the loss back in France in 1998. That's what I would like to see. Revenge. Uh, in that one against the Iranians in the final group stage match, which could put the U.S. into the knockout stage or could push them out. But we'll have to wait and see once again when we get to that World Cup. So for the United States, this was uh, by far a solid performance. Once again, the opponent not strong enough, but still, though, these are the games that you have to put them away. And they did so. And it was wonderful to see. And I was happy to see them do that, and I was happy to watch Jesus Ferreira just torch the net. First goal, nice little rebound pass to him by Paul Ariola to make it 1-0. And then that second goal, which was fabulous. The third goal was unbelievable. That third goal, the smasher. Right into the upper near 90. As Jesus Ferreira got his hat trick. And then Paul Ariola, Unbelievable. Just wonderful to bury it from De La Torre. And then of course Jesus Ferreira. His fourth of the match. Fifth for the U.S. And a nice quick pass by Brendan Aronson. So unassisted for Ferreira in the 43rd, uh, which I disagree with. I think uh, that should have been an assist for Ariola. And then Ferreira does get the assist from Ariola. Ariola gets his assist for Ferreira. Second goal in the 54th. Hat trick in the 56th from Kellen Acosta. Powell Ariola with the goal in the 62nd minute from De La Torre. And Jesus Ferreira from Brendan Aronson in the 78th minute. So now, once again, previewing this match against El Salvador. 
this is going to be a difficult match. You saw what you saw in the World Cup qualifier at the Estadio Cus Castellan. I know many of you were disappointed in the performance, that you thought that El Salvador was ripe for the picking. But the truth of the matter is this. This is World Cup qualifying. And when you go on the road into CONCACAF, to Central America, it is a different kettle of fish. This is always going to be a grind. This was always going to be a hard-fought road, no matter where you go away from American soil. So as of right now, the question mark is, what will the crowd be like? How will the crowd act in CONCACAF Nations League? Are they going to fill it up from the first row to the last? Or will this be a ho-hum crowd that does not care for Nations League? We don't know what will happen, but I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put anything past the El Salvadorians as I believe they're going to go out and they're going to basically do everything they can to take the U.S. off their game and hold on to the top spot in Group D. they got plenty of solid players. Hugo Perez is, I believe, still their national team coach. Uh, I have to take a look at uh, the scoreboard. But definitely, you have to say that Hugo Perez, in my opinion, showed why at the time that he should have been considered head coach for the U.S. men's national team. You know, I thought that he should have been um, hired. I thought he should have been... uh, It did not happen. They went with Greg Berhalter. But once again... That's what it is. That's his U.S. soccer's call. And so far, questions uh, had answers. But once again, all you can say is so far, solid start to the beginning of this CONCACAF Nations League uh, group stage effort. And yes, it is still Hugo Perez as the head coach of the El Salvadorian national team. And what can you say? Hugo Perez has done an amazing job, an amazing job of getting his players to play strong, solid, and attacking. And that is the one thing that Greg Berhalter is going to have to do. He's going to have to put out a solid starting 11 on Tuesday night and make sure that they're ready and prepared, unlike what happened down in El Salvador to start World Cup qualifying uh, back in September of last year. Also, if I can just say this, um, I know many of you did not like the starting 11. No Tyler Adams, no Christian Pulisic, but you know what? They were strong enough that they didn't really need them in this game. And I know and I understand you want to see the best players go out there and take on and take out the opposition. Saving those two for El Salvador, that is more important 
to face El Salvador than those two to play against Grenada. Now, if they go on the road to Grenada in March for next year to finish off these uh, CONCACAF Nations League group stage matches, then I can see that happening. Because you want to go down to Grenada and you want to show them who's boss. You want to show them why you're one of the feared national teams in CONCACAF and why the North Zone is a three-headed monster along with Mexico and Canada. So all you can say right now is this. This is going to be a big-time match in El Salvador, in San Salvador, at the Estadio Cruz Castellan. Cannot take any opponents lightly, and you cannot, cannot assume that you're going to walk out of there with three points. You've got to play these games. You've got to take on this tough, tough side being managed by Hugo Perez. And Greg Berhalter has to learn from his mistakes. Has to learn from his mistakes. In my opinion, both matches in World Cup qualifying against El Salvador. Should have had a better setup and also should have had better, a better match in Columbus against El Salvador because he only had a one goal and nil victory. Should have been more than a goal in my opinion. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it was only 30 minutes in this one because I expected a destruction and we got it. United States defeating Grenada by a final of five goals to nil. Join me Tuesday night. Midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific game show for the United States at El Salvador. My name is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you for listening to me tonight. And as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you. Have a good night. Take care so long. And bye-bye for now.